First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something Amazing. amazing. Hear this mad hype. <laughs> this is the best fact I have ever bought along to Something Amazing. You are going to get something for free at the end of this episode. I talk about a little tick who can give you some crazy side effects. <laughs> Neuroscience has proved that power literally goes to your head. And I talk about pork and cats and a mailbag. Boop, boop, boop. Dave's coming. This week on... <laughs> Something, Something amazing. amazing. Good evening or good morning or good day and welcome to... Something, Something amazing. amazing. Hi there, I'm Amberly Cole. I'm Matt Saracini. You're listening to a podcast. I feel like we're on a news channel or something like that. Don't worry, no more professionalism. No, hey. that's it. <laughs> Obviously, that was it. Um, <laughs> so, well, welcome to the podcast. This is, of course, Something Amazing, where me, Amberly Cole, and you, Matt Saracini, yes. uh, bring our friendship to the table. Uh, <laughs> and to the test. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, basically, we go about our lives without each other, finding mm. facts, stories, tidbits. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we bring them towards each other in a friendship jaunt uh, that can only be described as something, something amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Best description yet. <laughs> I'm so excited about the facts. Yeah, for context, Matt keeps going on about how amazing his fact is. And me personally, I'm a person that doesn't do well with high expectations. I think this is... Like low expectations are the, are the way to get me. Everything I've ever loved, I've gone in with low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot about your life, I think. Uh, I think in all our episodes of Something Amazing, yeah. this is... To me, the most amazing fact I've ever bought. Great. Is it true? It's absolutely true. Great. Well, I have a theme with mine. Oh, great. That's pretty great. Great. Well, do you want to start or do you want me? No, I want to know. (laughs) I want to know what this is. Also, for context, just so everyone's aware, I just got an arm massage at Mm. Lush and my arm smells so good. So, if you're wondering, is Ampli acting like her arm smells amazing? (laughs) Yes. She is. Which is great because we're actually recording this episode in my work. Yeah. No, our CBD office. Yeah, our yeah. CBD recording studio. Um, and when you walked into my office, yes. you just went, Matt, smell my arm. Yeah, I did. Also, I'm not dressed like someone who should be in an office. Yeah, well, you know, it's the innovation team, so we're kind of hip and yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, like cool kids. Um, all right. Can I tell you about a jumper I almost bought the other day that I've just regretted ever since? Okay, but I will say that this story is standing in the way of the best something amazing ever. Okay, but wait to hear about this jumper. I okay. still, I, I think about it every day. Yeah. Um, and it was in Perth, so I can't even go and get it right now. Right. So it was a pullover jumper. It was a like a secondhand jumper. Yeah. That had two snowmen on it yeah. and diamantes <laughs> around the snowmen. Yeah. And then it said on it, there's no one like my grandkids. Oh, that's really good. And you don't even have grandkids. It was... I can't believe I didn't buy it. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> There's Why no one like my grandkids. Why didn't it you buy no it? It makes no sense. Look, I was with people and those people were my mum and my young, hip, cool teenage cousins. Yeah. They just talked me out of it. But I regret, like I didn't live my truth. They don't know how hip. Also, I don't need another jumper. Do you know how many jumpers I have? You have a lot of jumpers, and they all have a childlike sense of wonder about them like as I well. I do have a jumper that has a 3D c- clown on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's that's where my jumpers are at. <laughs> like as in 3D, as in as in the knitted. There are knitted elements that so come it ju- out. It at jumps you. out. It's yeah. not a magic eye. No, no, which no. I can't do. Have I? Have we spoken I about this? I can't do them either. You can't do magic eyes. No, that's why oh. we're friends. You know, once I was at a, um, it was an office warming party, and we were in one of those conversations. I have where, never been to an office warming party <laughs> in my life. Oh, they're real fun. Because like convers- being here is like the third time I've been in an office. And the woman sitting next to me was saying how she can't do magic eyes, mm. and I'm like. I can't do magic eyes. I think they're like the emperor's new clothes. Yeah, and everyone's on on board. Pretending like how could that possibly be a dolphin? Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. So we and everybody, of course, when you tell somebody you can't do a magic and eye, and if they can do it, they're I'll, so smug about it, and they're like, "Let's no, you can, you Let's can try. Just go cross eye. Just see through the picture. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking Every, about? Everyone's got an opinion. You, you moron. So. Anyway. I mean, to be fair, they're better at you <laughs> than you at some things. Yeah, yeah, well, clearly at least one thing. <laughs> so we were sitting there at this office warming and everyone's like, oh, see through the picture, just cross your eyes, blah, 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 blah. See through the picture, eyes roll. And then the, the they were doing it, I'm like, still nothing, can't see anything. And then the, the woman next to me. Oh, no, she started seeing it. Not only did she see it. Gasp! Then she started crying, <laughs> and then stood up and went, "I've got to go call my dad." And then like left the party. Wow! Yeah, and that's he- the magic of magic eyes. <laughs> and here I am, still sitting here, Not unable to do anything. Anyway, all right, I think get to your fact. We're ready. We're ready <laughs> for the most something amazing yeah, that's great. ever been said. And also, I'm happy to hype this up, and I want to hear from you afterwards. Yeah, if- you've, there's, there's in my brain, there's no way I'm going to find this amazing based okay. on your hype. Okay, every single Australian citizen is legally entitled to a portrait of the Queen. I'll let that sit for a second. If you're an Australian citizen, you are legally entitled to this. A loading page. No. Ah! (laughs) A picture of the Queen. Yeah. With the gold frame and everything? No, just the picture. Just the picture. Yeah. Apparently. why? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) So, uh, first of all, props to Nicholas Lord, who writes for Vice, because he found out about this and did some real quality investigative journalism, right? Mm. So there's a thing called the Constituents Request Program. And so that means constituents, which means voters, are able to receive certain nationhood material. Now, most of these things are like uh, recordings of the national anthem or flags, but it also includes a picture of Her Majesty. And all you have to do to get one is email your federal MP. So find out who your federal MP is and say, I want my portrait of the Queen. I want one. And they have to give it to you. So this guy, Nicholas Lord, uh, sent an email to his MP, Andrew Hasty, and requested the portrait. And he was initially told that their office was out of stock because apparently he wasn't the first West Australian to want Elizabeth on his wall. <laughs> and three weeks later, the portrait arrived along with some complimentary Aussie flags for good measure. Now, this portrait, the one that I showed you, is Mm. actually specifically for Australian audiences. What? So, the lapel pin that she's wearing has the Australian coat of arms and she's wearing her wattle spray brooch that she dons only on her Australian visits. That's so funny. It reminds me of Salak Inside Out. Yeah. um, Where for the gross vegetable that they have for Western audiences is 
broccoli. Yeah. But for like, say, the Japanese audience, it's green peppers. <laughs> right. Because for to Japanese people, they're like, but broccoli's broccoli. delicious. Yeah. And green peppers are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the queen, like, just just for us. Yeah, look, the, look at that lovely brooch. Given to her by Sir Robert Menzies. Yeah, great. Thanks, Menz- Men- the Menster. And then a coat of arms there on her other pocket. Also, fun facts about the Portrait Request Program. Mm. Only Australians get it. What? So, what? UK citizens, you have to purchase it. Why? Canadians can download Cause, it. Because we're poor convicts. <laughs> uh, wait, some other Commonwealth countries like New Zealand, India, South Africa, no Portrait Request Program. So apparently, I, I, what I love is that there is someone who has fought tooth and nail for this. I know, I know, and there are people who have fought tooth and nail against it as well because wow. it uses taxpayers' money oh, to right. fund the yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. And so, surely there's maybe better uses. I don't think it's a necessary thing, if I'm honest. <laughs> so, um, an electorate official confirmed that while flag requests are the most frequent, typically two or three a week, he rarely receives portrait requests. He estimates that it's three. Or four portrait requests in the past few years. Well, now, now, <laughs> get ready. The program is government funded and he traces its origin back to the Parliamentary Entities Act of 1990. So it's quite new. Yeah, great. <laughs> you can also request a portrait of His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh, but who would do that? No, we want, we want Liz. We want the Queen. <laughs> and also, fun facts about Queen Elizabeth that I learned from researching this is she doesn't need a driver's license to drive or a passport to travel. Yeah. Also, like I'm. I mean, I do we do we need her? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we can still get pictures of her, we can probably be a republic. Or maybe this is like a limited time offer. Like if, yeah, like if this is the like the like the thing the monarchy is giving us, like I could I could do without it. <laughs> I guess she is smiling in nah, the picture. She's, there's no there's 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 a deadness behind the eyes. She looks very disapproving. I do oh. want one though. Yeah, I love the gold frame they've used. Oh, it's gorgeous! Isn't and like it? the tiara. And there's I it, mean, is it technically a crown because she's the queen? Is that the rule? I don't know. It's probably a crown. It is a crown. It looks like a, like a princess one though. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, and <laughs> the, and I like it how as well. It's not fully just a picture of the queen. There's also a white border with in Times New Roman, but made italicized. <laughs> Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. In case you don't know who that is. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, she's on all of our money, so I've, <laughs> I've seen it before. You could probably trim it out. So I'm going to get my portrait yeah, of Yeah, I guess we've got to get a portrait, hey, <laughs> before free. we become a republic. Yeah. So that's the best thing I've ever come up with. Hey, Matt, <laughs> yeah. that was something, something amazing. amazing. Was it? Yeah, like, it was pretty great. Because I hyped it up a lot. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> if you had said this is the worst fact ever, though, yeah. oh, boy, would my mind be blown right now. <laughs> hey. What you got for me? You know how I'm, Theme-y. like, uh, annoying vegan? Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the like, thing that, that everyone likes to say is that vegans are annoying and pushy, but I've never met one. Anyway, not the point of my part. I went to our favourite vegan restaurant this week. Veggie bar, Smith and Daughters. No, veganism. Veganism, which <laughs> yeah. is not a vegan restaurant, no, by I, the way. I had chicken teriyaki. It's just there. called veganism. <laughs> yeah, they do have great vegan stuff. Though. They do. They. Do. Uh, we had we we went once and we had Vegemite dumplings. Yeah, it was yum. That, ass. Look at that cro- that crossover of culture. Mm. What a beautiful thing. Anyway, <laughs> so ticks. You've heard of ticks, right? Like the things that latch onto you and suck your blood. Mm. So there is a tick that makes you allergic to meat. 
and I'm so into it. <laughs> what a great tick. Wow. Yeah. So, um, just some vegans just throwing it on people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like Peter's next big like thing they do. They they do some crazy stuff. That's where the people get all the crazy veganism from. It's Peter, by the way. Oh, always. Yeah. So it doesn't make you allergic to all meat, mm. but it does make you allergic to basically uh, m- mammalian meat. Mammalian meat. So mammals. Oh. So <laughs> we're not. I mean, we're not really eating primates uh, in our culture, uh, but like anything. Thing that isn't uh, like poultry or seafood, yeah. it's going to make you allergic to. So. Wow, why? Uh, okay, I'll tell you why. Because it makes you allergic to a carbohydrate called galac- galactose alpha 13 galactose. Uh, <laughs> which I is, feel um, like they got lazy with the name of that. They're like, just chuck another galactose in there. Look, I'm just going to shorten it to alpha gal. Yeah. Uh, and it's in most uh, mammalian cell membranes. So I guess you would also be allergic to human meat if you uh, were um, one that of... Way inclined. That way inclined. Um, but yeah, it makes you, makes you allergic to meat, basically. Um, it sees, it makes, makes this... this um, things seem as like a foreign molecule that we don't already have in our cells and so we become allergic to it um, and the body starts attacking itself when you eat meat. Whoa, because yeah. it's like there's some meat in here, better kill anything that's meat. Yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> um, so you get hives, itching, sometimes vomiting and diarrhea, anaphylaxis. It's uh, like pretty severe it sounds uh, like food it. allergy, which like I'm just all down for. <laughs> so where is it? Where do I get this tick? Look. It's spreading. Um, I'm sorry, what? It's spreading, these ticks. They, oh, they get, no. They're getting around. Um, they're Just like vegans, am I right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful movement. <laughs> <laughs> and this is only helping us. Yeah. Um, it also does some other bad stuff to you as well. Um, they're, they're also <laughs> as if all the diarrhea isn't enough. Well, like just stop eating meat and you're fine. Yeah, okay. it's like people who are like, I can't eat peanuts. They're like, oh, this anaphylactis yeah. is awful. Yeah, just stop eating peanuts. But Snickers are delicious. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so they're also the primary carriers for something called human mm, monocytotropic yeah. ehrlichiosis. Yeah, HME. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't show symptoms until about three weeks after you're bitten. It starts off as a mild fever, headaches, chills, muscle pain, and it feels like a bad cold. Then you get vomiting, then you get diarrhea, abdominal pain, and if it's a severe case, it might progress to neurological sy- uh, symptoms as well. So it's, I mean... What a fun tick. It's just a little... Well, not. I wouldn't say there's like a tick bite that you want. I mean, no. Is there any tick like, bite that you want? Like Lyme disease is from a tick bite, and that seems to be that seems pretty. Awful. That seems to really get 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 into your life, yeah, and 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 cause a lot of havoc. It really moves in that one, yeah. Uh, and then like people don't. It's like one of those diseases that like people don't believe that yeah. you have, like chronic fatigue and a, oh, yeah. and and Lyme disease. People are like, yeah, but. Nah. nah. And the doctors are like, yeah, you'll be fine. And you're like, I'm I've dying. got Lyme's disease. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's, but <laughs> wouldn't you say yeah. that's something amazing? amazing. Oh. Making you allergic to mammalian meat. Wowee. The vegan tick. The vegan tick. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Researchers have shown that positions of power induce a state in their holders that can be equivalent to a brain trauma injury. Whoa. So, 
Is this one of those scary things we learn about the human psyche? Yeah, a little yeah, bit, but right. also it's backed by science, science, science. <laughs> whoop, 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 science. Oh, do we have a mailbag this week? We do. Because you made that siren sound, and I'm like, the only time I hear that siren. Mailbag. But you do yours first. Okay. So, powerful people become more impulsive, less risk aware, and crucially, less adept at seeing things from other people's point of view. When they have power. When they have power. So, oh, that's how baddies, that's how villains begin. Okay, so how did they test this, right? Ursula, so, uh, Scar, Captain Hook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. So, Did you hear, by the way, yeah. they're doing the live action of The Lion King. Yes, I can't wait. What's one of the greatest songs in The Lion King? Akuna Matata. Okay, another one. Um, just can't wait to be okay, kidding. Okay, Be Prepared, right? Okay, yeah. Fantastic song. Apparently they're not, I don't know, but apparently they're not doing it because of like the Nazi kind of vibe of it. What? But I think it's the Nazi vibe only comes from the animation of yeah. all the hyenas sort of, uh, <laughs> sort of, you know. Stepping uh, in like, time. Uh, stamping while hiling Hitler. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to do that. Just yeah. keep the song. Yeah. And do you know Jeremy Irons, beautiful Jeremy Irons, saying that entire song, they yeah. were going to like dub him over. Yeah. He sings the entire song except for the last note they dubbed in because it's like be prepared and like everything else he's like ah, da, 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 and his beautiful beautiful voice yeah oh, what a voice anyway uh, i can't going. wait for the live action version because it's got donald glover yeah, in it Beyonce. uh isn't who's playing zazu it's someone funny as well oh yeah uh because it was so rowan like, atkinson in the original mm. and it's now it's being played by and isn't james l jones also back in it yeah yeah well you can't he is mis- mufasa you can't mistake that voice John Oliver. Oh, great. Perfect. John, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be so cool, but don't get excited for Be Prepared. No. <laughs> be prepared to not have that song. Are, are they going to have a new song in I its place? I hope so. That would be great. I love a new tune. But it seems like with these live action remakes, they generally go less songs rather than more. Like the Jungle Book, they seem to like just take it down to the bare necessities. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. That's what I love about that. Okay, so... Um, Let's go to UC Berkeley, where the psychology professor Daisha Keltner. Berkeley is a great name for a dog. <laughs> it's also a great name for a university. Uh, anyway, so Berkeley. He did studies on. Uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> he did studies over two decades, right? And uh, he found that people under the influence of power acted as if they had suffered a traumatic brain injury, Whoa. so they became more impulsive, less risk aware, and crucially less adept at seeing things from other point of view. Now, there's another neuroscientist at M- McMaster University. That's a good name for a university in Ontario. Not as great for a dog. Like. <laughs> Sakvinda Obi. I hope I'm saying that right, Sakvinda Obi. And he noticed something similar. So when he put the heads of the powerful and the not so powerful under something called transcranial magnetic stimulation, he found that power, in fact, impairs a specific neural process. That's insane. That's every, like, anti-hero story. So, <laughs> That's Breaking Bad. Yeah. So there's this thing called mirroring. So that basically when you are empathetic, you mirror what other people do. So yeah. you laugh when they laugh. You uh, get uncomfortable when they get uncomfortable. Mm. It's a very common thing for humans to do but when you have power first of all your subordinates tend to mimic you yeah right and also you lose this ability to um 
mirror what other people are doing. Wow. So let's go back to 2006 where they did a study. And it is very, and I really wish I could ask you to do this, but also I realize that we're in my office. Mm. But the, see how there's a whiteboard marker there. The study just basically said draw an E on your head for other people to see. Draw an E? Yeah. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> but what people would do is like if you have empathy, you would obviously flip the E because other oh, people are seeing it. But if you're like, oh, draw an E in my head and you just draw it on your head. Yeah, yeah. You draw it the way you'd write it on a piece of paper but on your head. Mm. And, of course, that's backwards to everybody else. So they basically did this test with powerful people and not powerful people. Now, people hooked up to that brain machine, they watched a video of somebody squeezing a rubber ball. Mm. Now, when you see somebody struggling with that on a video, you're if you're empathetic, you're like parts of your brain light up that's like, oh, I really empathize with that. Um, but if you don't... With you're- the ball? <laughs> <laughs> with the person's with the struggle. With of squeezing. With the person's struggle. Yeah, right. Now, these weren't like actual CEOs or anything they brought in to do the test. What they did was they took college students and primed them to feel potent by recounting an experience in which they had been in charge. So, mm. if you were doing this experiment, Amberly, and I asked yeah. you, please recount an experience where you were in charge, what experience would you recount? Uh, when I was a... a tree in the park and I was the head tree. Is this for a play? It was for the spring. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So the, we had to be like different. I've spoken about this before. I know you have. But we had to it- be different flora for the park and I was the team leader. But the thing about me is I, I'm not a leader. I'm, I'm not a leader. I hate control. Right. And I think I'm, an em- I think I'm em- empathetic. <laughs> Can't even say it, <laughs> let alone be it. Um, but yeah, I guess when I was the head tree. <laughs> so hearing that story mm. or making you tell that story and then asking you to uh, be empathetic with somebody yeah. would apparently lessen your mirroring because mm. you've just puffed up your chest by remembering that time you were a tree. Look, I wasn't, I wasn't a great leader. <laughs> I have the opposite of whatever a control freak is. I want as little control as possible. <laughs> I think there's like some fetish for that. <laughs> like, Oh, a, yeah. We're always talking about fetishes now. You keep bringing it up. You brought it up this I time. I brought it up this time. That's fair. No, but like isn't that thing like where people want to be a baby or whatever because they're like, I just want someone else to control my life for a minute. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I've heard anyway. Um, no, let's talk more about uh, adult babies. <laughs> Again, if you want, I once did a research on fetishes mm. for a TV um, story that I was doing for the feed. Yeah. And I researched on this babying thing and, and mm. in the interest of science, I tried it out. Really? Yeah, and it did nothing for yeah, me. Yeah, right. But then, but then, as I've also mentioned on this podcast before, sometimes your fetishes come from like your, like the opposite of who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if you were someone it's like who, rebelling against well, no, who no, you no. are, it's like if you if you uh, for example if you're a woman and you feel like you're uh, <laughs> like the whole world is like putting you down, putting you down, not giving you power. Sometimes you can take that power back by being submissive. Oh. So you're you've chosen to be submissive and you've got the power around it. So right, you, it gives you power. Wow, you yeah. know more about this than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, on to non fetish stuff. <laughs> what can be done? So. 
Apparently, well, speaking of power, of course we we're going to get to fetishes. If you're worried, if you're worried that you're one of these people that is lacking empathy, apparently recalling an early experience of when you were powerless seems to work for mm. most people. So uh, a study was published in the Journal of Finance last like February. Like when there was a blackout. Yeah, well, actually, the example they, they gave were CEOs who, as children, had lived through a natural disaster uh-huh. that produced significant fatalities were much less risk-seeking. Wait, that is such a specific <laughs> example. It's you know, the CEOs who had gone through a natural disaster <laughs> where lots of people had died. Well, actually, the uh, the comment was made that CEOs who had lived through disasters without significant oh, yeah, fatalities, those disasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were more risk-seeking than Jeez those Louise. who... Yeah, it's very specific. So, but I love this article because it, it's from the Atlantic as well, and it ends with this story of the Pepsi CEO. Her name was Indra Noyi. Yeah, women. Yeah, and so she told the story of the day that she got appointed to the board, um, chairman of the board of Pepsi in two thousand and one. And so she came home like really excited to tell mum mm. that she'd uh, got this very big important business position. Yeah, and she was like percolating. In her own sense of importance and vitality, her words. And then when um, she got home and she said, you know, I've got some great news, her mum asked her to go get some milk. And so she's fuming, going, I'm a big important CEO, I can't go mum and get milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> then when she got back in, uh, the her mum looked at her and said, leave that damn crown in the garage. <gasps> wow. So... There you go. So, if you're a CEO listening to this, first of all, why? Nah, welcome. <laughs> but second of all, just recall a time where you were the common person because everybody was a common person once. We yeah. were born common. Yeah. Oh, we're all equal. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, should I do mailbag or should I do my next fact? I'd love to hear your next fact and then let's do mailbag. Hey, have you heard of pork cat syndrome? <laughs> Can I guess? Go for it. It's when a pig thinks it's a cat. Or when a cat thinks it's a pig. No, wrong on both counts. Uh, (laughs) The uh, it's an allergy to pork. Uh, usually after adolescence. I get your theme now. That is caused by exposure to cats. Really? Does yeah. that happen? Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, and it was... Um, <laughs> yes, it's on Wikipedia, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, from the thing I'm reading. Uh, <laughs> it was it was found during uh, some research on the alpha-gal allergy. It all comes together. <laughs> so it's called the pork cat syndrome because almost all people with the condition are cat owners and many have multiple cats yeah. and some develop an allergic response to cats cat serum albumin protein made by a cat's liver that cross reacts with albinum in pork when someone consumes it and it can lead to severe or even fatal allergic reactions when pork is uh, consumed wow so if you love pork get away from <laughs> them cats. cats wow and d- d- like i guess it's just luck of the draw whether you get it or not right yeah but like i feel like i feel like most people if you're a cat person yeah the cats would win out over the eating pork, right? I guess so. Although, like, people seem to be real into bacon. Yeah. People but get real attached to bacon. Also, not eat that hard to give up pork. Just, I don't eat pork. Yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Because I have Mowgli over there. Okay, but it's like either, it's like, here's a, here's a plate of bacon or you're like little kitty. Yeah. There'd be some people who yeah, might I, choose bacon. Yeah, I don't like cats. so I'm I, allergic to cats, oh. so maybe I should be eating more pork. No, but then you'll be vomiting and diarrhoeing. No, because I'm, a, I'm not around cats, so I'll be fine. Oh, because of the, the yeah, mammalian yeah. alpha gal. Yeah, that's right. 
right. Yeah, no. And also the fact you're a vegan. So no cats, no pork. Yep. And no meat. Whoop, for me. whoop, 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 whoop. Mailbag. Oh, look, the mail's here. Oh, hi, Dave. It's me, the mailman. Let's walk down the street. Are you doing the I'm intro? doing the intro. Okay. This is the new intro. Oh, I've got, some, strong. I've got some great mail today. Can't wait to find it. Look, I'm also doing this while I'm finding it. If you would like to send us something into our mailbag, email us. Hello, something amazing at gmail.com. That's that was, in the intro. Yeah, you did some professionalism there. Okay, so we've got a whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, Dave, come okay, down the street. Mailbag, we've got, got it. We've got something in the, in the mailbag uh, from Kimberly Harris. She says, hi, Amberly and Matt. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. I love listening to the show. This is tech and animals, so hopefully ticks your boxes. It does. Intersect of our Venn diagram. Mm, Let's go. mm, Sexy, sexy Venn diagram. Is there any other kind? (laughs) Uh, Just read on Facebook, so it must be true, that a Dutch startup is trying to train crows to dispose of cigarette butts (laughs) using a special bin they called a crowbar they've designed that rewards them with food for putting in a butt. Crows are so smart, uh, I guess so are these Dutch inventors. Pretty amazing. Keep up the great work. Kimberly. Kimberly, that is something Something amazing. amazing. That is a very, uh, very much in the centre of our Venn diagram. we think of two things. First of all, we know already that crow, crows are so smart and we do not want to get on their bad side. Very wily, very wily creatures. Also, second of all, I love the, the fact that it was discovered by a startup, which means that the startup thinks there's going to be some commercial outcome of this research. Yeah. Like, what do you hire a crow, send them out and clean it, clear up your cigarette butts for I an I think afternoon. they just liked the name Crowbar. Yes. And developed a company they around it. They went backwards. It. Yeah. Start with the They're name. Like, Look, we love crows. We love the word crowbar. What can we do? Shut up and take my money. That's great. <laughs> okay. I do feel a bit bad for the little crows that are like that are smoking now. That <laughs> I'm sure some have got addicted. Yeah. And their little crow crow lungs. Oh come on, crows! I'm sorry. Uh, look, thank you, Kimberly. Uh, that was. Really great. So beautiful. Also, um, send us an email if you would like to be in our mailbag. Hello, something amazing at Gmail.com. If you, and that's if you, <laughs> look, sometimes How do you feel you, that I start way? a sentence and it doesn't end the way I expect. Uh, it's very important that you say email addresses right because you can't get a letter just wrong. Just email us that it's something, it's something amazing. <laughs> Come to the party. Dave's here. He's got his bag. Hello, something amazing at Gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, hey, Matt Sarasini. Yes, Emily. What do, does one recommend on this week? Can you guess what I recommend? Oh, yeah, getting, so your, getting your portrait. Get your portrait. Waste those tax dollars right while we're your, still in a monarchy. Write to your MP and ask for your picture of Liz. Great. I recommend not being bitten by a tick, but also why don't you just reduce your uh, meat consumption this week? You don't have to be perfect. No one's telling you you have to be perfect, but just try out a little bit less. <laughs> I recommend. Why do I sound like a mob boss? Yeah. Just try out a little bit less. See how you feel. I'll get you. It'll be fine. I promise. I got you back. Uh, that's a good mob boss. Thanks. <laughs> I recommend that if you're in a, a CEO position mm. or another position of power, mm. that you spend some time this week noticing the body language of others mm. and exercising a little bit of empathy. And if you have to remember a time you were powerless and that there were significant fatalities in a natural disaster, then so be it. Great. 
I recommend uh, getting excited for the new Lion King movie. Yeah, I guess. It's going to be great. I guess. Uh, I recommend you have a great week. Oh, yeah, I recommend that as well. Uh, you know what could make our week great, oh, Matt Saracini? I can tell you right now that it's new subscribers. Yes. Or five-star reviews. Oh, give us a fiver, please. Or... That's my fetish, getting fivers. <laughs> and you really want Amberlee to live her best life, don't you? <laughs> so... Uh, please do that and we will be back soon. <laughs> Great. Bye. Yeah, bye.